2: And thanks for
3: joining us here on PM Express. And tonight, fixing Cocoa board. It's a very important conversation that we must have, considering its contribution to our GDP and our economy generally. Unpacking the IMF prescription. Why has it become necessary? It has become necessary because last week, the finance minister gave an interview to us, and he spelled out a new strategy that they are going to be adopting to ensure fiscal discipline at Cocoa Board, a place that ha- holds in its palm the lives and livelihoods of thousands of cocoa farmers across the country. And, and, and just put it bluntly, this very economy relies heavily on a handsome performance of the cocoa sector. The finance minister told us that uh, he, going forward, we are going to be seeing both himself personally and the central bank governor sit on the Cocoa Board board. Right. And that. Got a few people scratching your heads. And I'll tell you why pretty shortly. But this is how the finance minister plans to run the affairs of Cocoa Board. Like He himself wants to take a seat on the board. He's not going to go there alone. He is going to go there with the central bank governor. And then he also says, they're not only going to do this. They're also going to set up a desk at the finance ministry. And the desk will bring fiscal supervision, but also ensure fiscal discipline at the at Cocoa Board. And that in there implies that Cocoa Board has been discipline over the years. And I will show you the, the hard facts that appear to support the point that the finance minister has been saying. But the key question to ask is, the finance minister should have known this by now. So why are they taking this step now? But the m- more important question to ask is, what difference really will this make? to the fortunes of Cocoa Board, where they change something really fundamental about the way they run affairs there. So that's the basis for the conversation. It's it's really opened up a very interesting conversation about Cocoa Board itself and what they've been doing with the farmers' resources that they get and running the affairs of that particular entity. So if you look really at this conversation, it really boils down to one thing, the IMF. We're only having this conversation now Because the IMF is wielding a cane over us. They are being the headmasters and the proper governors of our economy. And they are asking us to do a few things. And that's why we are having this conversation. That is why, to be very honest, you're hearing the finance minister say he wants to take a seat on the board. If the IMF wasn't in town, he wouldn't be saying this. So what is it that we told the IMF? With reason, we have been forced to do what the finance minister is proposing. The first thing we told the IMF is that we'll publish a turnaround strategy. And that turnaround strategy, according to the finance ministry, will be approved by cabinet. And they gave a deadline for this by the end of June 2023. The big question tonight is I don't know if this has happened because the deadline of June 2023 has long passed. I don't know yet. There will be several cabinet meetings uh, since June. Um, and that's a, a key outstanding. And we try to get the finance ministry into the conversation so we can get some clarity about this very important uh, sector of our economy. We don't have the clarity, but that is what we told the IMF. What else did we tell the IMF? We also told the IMF that we'll leave an immediate announcement of a joint ministerial um, supervision of Cocoa Board by the Minister of Finance and the Minister of Agreed. That for me is what the finance minister is now articulating as something that they will do, which is in essence. You're going to have a joint supervision. But it's going to include the Agric ministry and the finance minister. But he has now narrowed this down to the point of, personally, I'll be there. But can he really be there when the board needs him? We've heard from the deputy chief of staff of Coco say, well, well, we'll need him there. But often, they don't really have time to be on the board and be uh, exercising that sort of supervision that is required. But that's at least what we promised the IMF, which reason we got an IMF deal. So now we will have to enforce it. Also, we told the IMF, and and this, by the way, if you're a cocoa farmer tonight and you are listening to this, you need to pay attention. The other thing we told the IMF is, in essence, that we'll stop the cocoa loans, Uh, we'll stop the cocoa roofs. Those concession arrangements that we've done, right, we'll stop it. This face out this quasi-fiscal spending of the board. And that will affect, as you see here, the roots discontinuation of the fertilizer subsidy, and most of you are beginning to feel this already, that fertilizer subsidy that you used to enjoy under this IMF program is going to go, because we made that promise to the IMF. So these are the key things that we promised to the IMF. So don't be surprised. You're hearing the finance minister say, I'm going to take a seat there. But here... Is where it gets interesting, because the solution that the finance minister is proposing is a solution that already exists and hasn't really led to changing or improving the fortunes of Cocoa Board. So let's go to the board, because he narrows down to changing the architecture of the board by putting himself on the board on himself. Right? If you look at this, this is the board. This is the board of Cocoa Board. I'm going to go through that for you. It has a representative of the workers of Cocoa Board that's already there. It also has a representative, two representatives of the cocoa coffee share and farmers. Association already on the board, two representatives already on the board. And then he also has ministerial responsibility, we know, is in the hands of the Minister for Food and Agriculture. But this fourth one is the point that is both the deputy chief executive of Cocoa Board and other critics of this new approach have highlighted, which is that as we speak currently as composed, the board of Cocoa Board already have a finance minister and the governor of the central bank on it. That is the reality of the board's composition as you speak right now. And I say a, 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 a finance minister because as of August 2021, in fact, thereabout when the new board was inaugurated, at that time, it was a minister of state at the finance ministry. And in this case, it was Edu right, who was the ministerial representative from the finance ministry on the board of Cocoa Board. And he was part of the names read out as those who are going to be uh, constituting that board. So already, the finance ministry has a high level representation, either the minister himself or, in that case, the minister of state. And I assume if you're going by that same arrangement, you currently still have a minister of state at the finance ministry. And my assumption is, if you look at the 2021 example, when that board was inaugurated, this current minister of state at the finance Minister should be on the board. So what really was the finance minister talking about when he says this is going to happen? That we're going to see that now as part of the board, because he already has representation there. If you have representation already, what would difference with your own being, your own person, your own you know, taking a seat yourself there on the board, what difference would that make? And then he says, the governor of the central bank. But the governor of the central bank was, was part of the board members who were inaugurated, to be very precise, on 11th August 2021. Dr. NS Addison was on the board already at the time when it was read out by the great minister then, Kodu Usefriye. So, what, really, what's the cost? What's the, what is it that? Um, the finance minister is talking about when he says that he himself and the central bank governor will now sit on the board because they're already there. And Ms. Allison was inaugurated uh, by their great minister back then. So you see, that's where the issues have, have come up as far as this is concerned. And then there's also a desk, right? That then was just fiscal discipline. But what really is the, is the, is the big picture? The big picture is that Cocoa Board isn't the only entity that the, finance, the, the IMF as highlighted as having a problem. Cocoa was not the only one. We had others. But Cocoa is so important to us because, as you know, it's one of the big three earners for this particular country. And then you go to ECG. We know ECG has gone through the same process. They've been chasing everybody to try and get as much as possible from those who are paying because of the IMR program. And they made a good, good start. Uh, and, and getting to restructure his, his debt and, and loans that he, uh, of course, he had, he had accrued over time, with the IPP, so that's another one. And then we also have the VRA, which, of course, now is having to dole out a lot of money, nine million CDs at the last count today, to file victims in the water region. So, again, you're already struggling. You have the Ghana Water Company. You also have the TOR, which is another—you know interesting conversation, a whole different subject for a whole show here on PM Express. We have the GMPC, and we have the Ghana National Gas Company. And, of course, we have BOSS, all of them the IMF identified as being exposed to substantial fiscal risk. But we are focusing for tonight on Cocoa Board. So let's break the issues down a bit more, right? And, and this is the imf own diagnosis of the Cocoa Board problem. And that's what we are talking about tonight, fixing Cocoa Board. IMF says to fix Cocoa Board, a few things will have to be dealt with. And they said Cocoa Board has accumulated annual losses for many, many years, because of high rollover costs of outstanding cocoa bills, and remember that we had this unprecedented scenario where cocoa board was unable to pay its maturing uh, coupons uh, and also the uh, securities to those who have actually loaned them money. And the interesting thing about that is that the people were actually paid their maturing coupons; it hit their accounts, and it was reversed, which is which is very, very unusual. And when we dug deeper, we learned that the Bank of Ghana at that time just refused to cover for Cocobot. But Bot has failed over the years to raise enough money to pay its own debt when it's due. So Bank of Ghana has been doing it for them, covering for them. When it came to this time, Cocobot, Bank of Ghana says, we're not going to do that anymore. So although the monies had automatically gone to people's accounts, the monies had to be reversed. Those matured coupons had been paid rightfully to people who deserve it because they've invested they had to re- re- reverse, and then they had to do another reversal to put the monies in a few days down the line. That told us that Cocoa was in deep financial crisis, and the IMF rightly mentioned that that's one of the issues. And then you also have a high purchase price to Cocoa products compared to the operational cost, and that is an important point. It goes to the farmers, and this is where the farmers make their money, right? The high purchasing price, they make their money, but IMF says it's an issue. Farmers are already complain that they don't get enough, right? But IMF says, well, it's an issue. So what would that mean for farmers? We'll talk about that pretty shortly. And then the big one: this expenditure that cocoa board has the appetite to do. Talking about, you know, fertilizer subsidy, rural roads, uh, but also, as the minority had pointed out, some expenditure that is administrative that also costs the taxpayer quite a bit which is not part of their core responsibilities. Many of the farmers who say they need this, they need the fertilizer provision. Many the rural communities who need the roads will tell you that rural roads is important. But the IMF says that is clearly an issue that must be dealt with. So let's track the performance then of cocoa ball. What really are the numbers? And this is what the numbers, these are the few numbers to, to focus on in telling the story properly. And this, by the way, is Cocoa Boy's performance. And if you look at the losses that have been accruing over the years, 2012 of those are lost, right? You come to um, 2013, again, 1.2 billion loss. You come to 2014, you have 326 million loss there. 2015, oh, sorry, this is not a loss. This is a, they made a profit there. So that's, that's a good one. I want to isolate that, I mean, for us to pay attention to. And I isolate it because it is possible. It is possible for Ball to do something great and to make profits, right? And now, part of the IMF deal is, is to instruct Cocobot to be run as a profit-making entity. That's part of the IMF deal, right? So we'll see how that pans out. But you come to 2016, we made a loss again, and again in 2017, and again in 2018, and again in 2019, and again in 2020. But then, here's the kicker. You come to 2021, it is clearly an outlier because you're talking about 2.4 billion uh, dollars worth CDs worth of loss there. 2.4 billion. And it, it's nothing compared to any of the losses that we've talked about so far. So something really outstanding had happened here, which of course has alarmed the IMF and, and had led to these very drastic measures that the IMF is putting in. And then you look at the cocoa loans that have come in also, and you begin to see the loans that keep piling up and piling up and, and keep climbing and climbing and climbing. The COCO clearly is overburdened with, with these significant loans that we see there, in billions, by the way, that it keeps carrying on. And as we know, the syndication loan, the deputy uh, uh, chief executive says, they will confound almost everybody, because there are many people who say, with this kind of... Uh, balance sheet. They will be struggling to raise their Cocoa syndication loan. He says they will do so. We'll see how they do it. And then what does this mean for the farmer? And for me, this is the most important part of the conversation tonight. All what I've said with the IMF coming into play means fertilizer provision will be affected. It also means rural rogues development will be affected. It also means that mass spraying of cocoa farms will also be affected. And then providing high yield seedling for farmers will also be affected. And it's instructive to note that a deputy uh, chief executive told me on radio that one of the reasons why, of course they struggle, because it's not even run as a profit making entity, it's run to focus on the farmer. So they put a lot of money into the farmers, right? But. The instruction now is,
0: run it as a profit-making entity. If you run it as a profit-making entity. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura? Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCAUS LLC.
3: You give the subsidies anymore. The farmers, in essence, will be left to fend for themselves. But what is the impact of this? We need to save Coco bon question is, at what cost? And then we also know rehabilitation of cocoa roads is something that will be affected. Let's talk about this. Fixing cocoa board. My guests are joining me. Cocoa farmers are joining me. We're going to go to Parliament for a conversation. We'll speak to um, you know a, a, an economist to delve deeper into this. We, got, we had cocoa board to join us, but of course they're unable. They reached out to us very late to say they, they can't come on the show now uh, for many, many reasons. That's fine. I still have the conversation nonetheless here on PM Express. Stay with me.
2: It
4: can store a lot of water. That's
2: so true.
1: Wow. It has a working satisfaction aid. Mm-hmm.
2: That's so true.
1: I can see S-I-N-T-E
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. extinct That
2: is so true, my daughter.
4: Well, it falls down will
2: That's not true.
4: But why? yay! <laughs> <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of Flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the Flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much
2: wash. All of a sudden, my voice is different. And anyway, so I you use a call. <laughs> uh, man, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near dear fro.
4: Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, test me, near smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Hmm. <coughs> ba man! <laughs> bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey
0: blended with natural honey flavor.
2: That man. Hey, what do for Black Rock Whiskey can be the feeling smooth, national. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Can he tee up
4: someone in red? And he goes to one. Oh! 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 my you who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. They smell a lot. Oh my God. Oh, you too they
2: lie. Eh? Now they save you when they use Google ads and then they go put them photo. two. <laughs> you are lying. <laughs> Ghana Jollof. <laughs> Ghana
4: Jollof. <laughs> Ghana Jollof. <laughs> <laughs> And you live forget everybody, yeah. My guy. Put, you put some respect on the
2: goat. the goat, the only goat I know lives in Tama.
4: Every year, we the give to you back, to back. Ba, 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 ba. We are talking about it, it. I want you to be the goat, eh? Huh? My guy, be the goat. Though our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof, Alumobitus always brings us together.
1: Experience greatness in every moment <laughs> during Christmas. Not for sale to persons under eighteen. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. <laughs>
3: This is always brought to you by Sentex Tanks. It is strong, it is tough, and Lumo Bites experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission also uh, joining us uh, tonight for a conversation. Uh, uh, Dr. Patrick Isumin uh, is a guest uh, joining us for a conversation on this very important matter. The Development Economist at the University of Ghana Business School. Uh, We also have uh, Dr. Godfred Sedu-Gisau, Jisau, he's a deputy ranking. On the Greek Committee of Parliament and MP for East constituency. Uh, we also have Nana Abuidi Buatin the president of the Concerned Cocoa Farmers Association. Uh, and I want to start with him, uh, Mr. Bonsu, uh, with the Cocoa Farmers. Tell me, since this IMF program started, and I just detailed the agreements and the promises we made to the IMF, give us a sense of the the life of a cocoa farmer under this current regime with the IMF, but also under this current economic conditions.
2: Yeah, good evening, and and, uh, good evening once again to your viewers. there's a call that interrupt, so at the end of the day, I cannot get uh, what you said very well. So if you can... uh, Yeah, I, I, I,
3: I I just wanted to start by first understanding the circumstances under which cocoa farmers are currently operating under the IMF program. What is it like compared to what you're used to? What has changed? What is new now?
2: Thank you very much. And then uh, uh, we, the cocoa uh, cocoa farmers, uh, have nothing to do with the IMF, and then we don't know anything about the IMF. What we know is the cocoa bot, which uh, is the head of with the farmers which we uh, attend to or maybe they also attend to us and then we have business with them with IMF we have nothing to do with them so when you asked me this question I don't know how to put it but at the end of the day the cocoa farmer that is uh, is in the village as even where I am now I have to even move all the way just to come and get to somebody's corridor for me to have a light network is very bad I have to travel let's say uh, three or four miles to get to the place to just get light and the network just to speak to you. Uh, we the farmers have nothing to do with the IMF and the, the current situation with the IMF here and the condition uh, uh, don't bother us. Uh, at the end of the day, it bothers the government. because yes, the and
3: I, I, I guess what, what, I'm, what I'm driving at is, in the last year, for example, um, or two, have you noticed, we just went through it, have you noticed the f- subsidy, for example, that you get, the spring that you get, those arranged programs that government gives you, I mean, through Cocoa Board, to help you do your work and to farm cocoa. Have you noticed any changes in that? Uh,
2: it's a very big change. Uh, there's nothing that is happening. Uh, when you talk about a mass spraying and you talk about things that have been given to the farmers, uh, there's nothing of that sort. We are on the ground 24-7, and as I'm speaking to you, uh, a, a lot of farmers have even threatened to get rid of their cocoa and then get to a, a different thing altogether because, one, the thing that you're supposed to get, you're not getting it. And then uh, a cocoa board have put wax in their ears not to listen to the farmers. And there was nothing on the ground. Mass spraying, fertilizer, whatever I thought that you, you call it, uh, there was nothing of that sort. We are not having it. And then farmers have really... Re-
3: Okay, he's, he's in his farm, so you can expect that the uh, network may become an issue and me. we may have a farm challenge with the Zoom. But, but I'm happy that he joins us, he joins us from the farm. Yeah, Liberty. You were giving us a story. You yeah. say the mass spray in you don't have, the subsidies are also an issue? Uh,
2: uh, exactly. What, what What is happening is we are, we are having nothing. There was no dialogue between the farmer and Cocoa Boat. Cocoa board anything at thought that comes with cocoa board, they are mind that they think that it will benefit them. That, it, that is what they put it on the table. But there is nothing like an engagement. Like uh, let's sit down with the farmers. They are the, the the real people on the ground. They are the people doing the job. Let's sit down with them and see what they want. But we live in a country that when somebody wakes up early morning, whatever that comes into his mind, he just implemented for us to follow, which is very bad. So cocoa board are not doing better for with the cocoa farmers and then there's nothing that has been happening within the cocoa industry. A lot of young people have now uh, they've regretted for venturing into such uh, a venture. Others are also cutting down their cocoa trees, doing something else, that is uh, uh, planting rubber, selling their cocoa farms for balance um, and the rest. So this is really what is happening.
3: Yeah, I mean, I want to bring in Dr. Patrick Assumim. Doc, so clearly under the IMF program, uh, a lot has changed in the affairs of cocoa board. But we've heard the minister articulate what he believes to be the solution. One, of course, sitting on the board. Uh, two, he talks about setting up the desk. And from everything else that I went through with the IMF program, clearly it's part of what they had agreed with the IMF. So this is going to happen with the IMF blessing. But the key question is does the proposed solutions actually fix Cocoa Ball? Um,
5: good evening, and uh, good evening to viewers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think it's, it's great that you pointed out that, especially the one the minister spoke about being on the board, it's clear that uh, it, it appears that maybe the minister is trying to uh, maybe push the Cocoa board under the bus because the problem has come. Because obviously, they've, uh, they've been part of the board all along and they'd be part of the, they, they, they would have been aware of what is happening. I think that the, the what is being proposed, both from our government side, and then what has been put in the IMF program, doesn't really solve the long-term problem with COCOBOL. And what I see as a longer-term problem. So we, so we do speak about the operational costs and the challenges that are there, but I think the longer, for me, the main problem has been a complete lack like of vision about where we want to take our long-term, or the long-term strategy for cocoa, And then all that has to do with that. We've been cocoa has been a mainstay of 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 the Ghanaian economy for a long time. And to to see that we have to go through this annual ritual of doing syndicated loan and to the extent that even though the amount the price that we receive on on the world market is almost twice the price that we pay to the local the cocoa farmers, and yet we've not been able to do something substantial to the extent that we've accumulated. It's is just it's just unacceptable, and for me it just speaks about lack of clear strategy. At the outset, we should have had a plan where at some point cocoa board will be self financing, and we didn't need to do this syndicated loan at all. If we had that a plan, because. You see, every time we go and do this loan and we are paying interest it means that part of the value, that's the first part the other part is in the coco. it used to be that the pbc the by company used to be the, the dominant force that, that
0: is ¿escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
5: ...by large multinationals. Now, there are some who are doing some processing. That is good. But there are a lot of them who simply buy, who simply substantial millions from that. We're going to get more than the co farmer is receiving. All, All of these are value that should be coming to either cocoa board or to the cocoa farmer or surpluses that we should be generating and investing in the long-term sustainability of the economy. So that lack of vision to say this is the place we want the cocoa sector to be in ten years, in five years, and win ourselves off dependence on foreign financing and then all these and then also the management issues there are uh, where the long-term problems lie, not having a clear vision. Now, if you look at what, the, what we have agreed to do in the IMA program, it's even going to cause us more problems. Because if you travel in rural Ghana, you realize that the cocoa roads, and here I'm not even talking about the financing arrangement. If you look at the important road that the cocoa roads play, because without them, the cost of sending the cocoa beans to the, to the port for export would be problematic. So, and it's not just the cocoa sector that itself. Mind you, there are so many places that are cut off. And in the absence of the cocoa roads, there will be a lot of problems even sending some key other produce to reach the main market centers. So when you decide that you're going to cut off the cocoa road, well, if there are issues with the financing arrangement, and there are, you know, there are problems that have to be, so we should solve those problems. Then to top it off, to say we are going to cut back on the fertilizer support and the spring and other support, is, 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 is just, it just completely blows my mind. But,
3: but, but, it's but, also, that- but it's also a reflection of how deep the cocoa Bowl problem goes and that these are very radical propositions. But to think that the IMF agrees that this, and with the government that this is the way to go, what does it say itself about the, the, the effectiveness of the program when it comes to dealing with the cocoa sector? Because the IMF should know better, right? I mean, you expect that it will know better, but you say their solutions, proposed solutions will not solve the problem. It will actually make it worse. How so? Because you have to try and deal with the, with the black hole that you know has generated over the years. How do you do that if you're not cutting costs?
5: See, the IMF looks purely at the financing side. They will look at government books and say, oh, they see that Cocoa Bot is making so much financing. It's leaking, is leaking so much public funds. And it's beginning to depend so much on uh, the budget. And then now we do these Cocoa bills and loans that we are, we are not able to pay. And they will say, okay, let's cut all of those. It doesn't see the long-term strategic importance of cocoa board providing this kind of support in, by way of subsidized inputs, the spraying. It doesn't. It doesn't really go beyond, you know, whatever financing issues are, and then look at the strategic long-term importance, and then you simply look at those financing short-term financing aspect and say, okay, let's cut this off. And I think that's where the problem,
3: that's where it's very problematic. Yeah, but, 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 but Doc, again, but no, you, you see, you see IMF's point, right? What you just articulated is what we've been doing for years, spraying subsidies, etc. And yet the graph that I showed earlier showed that we'd be doing that and we've been recording losses year after year after year. The historic loss of 2021 of well, $2.4 billion tells a loud story. Something definitely must change to get Cocoa Board back to efficient financial ways. And IMF reckons what must change is, is what they are actually doing now. Cut the subsidies, cut the spraying, cut the Cocoa rolls, etc., to, to fix this particular problem. Well,
5: that's where the disagreement is, because you may cut the subsidies, you may cut the spraying, then you forget about, over the long term, what those things do to the volume of the cocoa that we produce. I do recall a long time ago when the cocoa spraying was introduced for the first time, I think uh, President Kufuor was, was, was in government at that time. There was a huge down in the production for the next so many seasons. So we do know that th- those subsidies make a difference. If the IMF has said, let's focus on the operational costs and try to address them, and let's look at this financing arrangement about you know, uh, the cocoa bills and how we purchase the cocoa and make efficient use. Cocoa generates a huge surplus for the economy. We are only here because we don't manage those surplus properly. And you know, part of the reason is that the cocoa cocoa board has become a little bit of a political football. So we do see politicians controlling a lot of things that happen there. And that is where the issue lies. The issue is not the meager support we give to the farmers by way of the subsidy and the spraying and the other subsidized uh, inputs. That is not the cause of Cocoa Ball's pro- problem. So, yes, you, when in terms of what to cut to make immediate impact, it's, you, you see that once you cut those things, it will make immediate impact for you. But... We have to think about the immediate and what that means for how much cocoa we'll be producing mm-hmm. in the next three, four, five years.
3: Let, let, me, let me bring in the cocoa farmer with us uh, into the conversation. And, and then I want to switch the conversation. Slide. Fact, give me your thoughts on, on this whole decision by the finance minister uh, to say, I want to take a position on the board. I want to be there myself with the BOG. Although we've shown that they've already have representation on the board and they're going to set up a monitoring desk. As a cocoa farmer, What's your reaction to that? Does that improve your fortunes at all?
2: Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, they, they, they are just playing with our intelligence. That is one. And then at the end of the day, they are just joking with, with the cocoa farmers. What is the finance minister coming to do? At the end of the day, uh, we gave you the whole country just to take care of it. And what happened? So uh, cocoa board itself is a, is, is a, is a collapse it's, that's collapsed already. We know it and we foresee it. We study it several times, but they never listen. So, uh, with this situation, we don't need kind of this, and these people and other things to, for them to do what? They have nothing to do. They have nothing to do if they have something better to do, like by now, somebody has shoot up. Like by now, you will not be calling me by this time. But what happened? They have nothing to offer. Cocoa farmers are capable of doing their own things. If we are, so we are able to manage our cocoa up to now, that we are feeding the country, and the country do not even recognize we as a cocoa farmers. what we are saying is they should forget about us. They should forget about and uh, its people, and then if they know that cocoa board is collapsed, let, we should know so that at the end of the day, as a cocoa farmer, I can sell my cocoa directly to the buyer to make my money rather than relying on the government. The government have nothing better to offer. on the government. As I'm speaking to you, a lot of people, two of them, millions of people, want to cut down their cocoa tree, want to ship from cocoa to a different crop, all because they've seen that they have been enslaved for so many years. They're enslaved for so many years. And what is Ken O'Farata coming to do? You are the finance minister, and what happened? And then, they, They will come and tell us that they bought, they bought, and they bought, and then they went to cabinet and whatever that they call it. We don't believe in that. What we are saying is the industry has collapsed. So they should allow the cocoa farmers to directly sell our cocoa produce to make our money. Because other countries are doing it. They sell their cocoa on their own. Why is it that? What interest is government so much interested in that he cannot even allow the farmers to sell our produce than for him to sell it for us? then it means he's getting more. And that is why he's so interested. If there's nothing, they like Kenovirata will not come. Move all the way from the finance side just to come to the cocoa sector. We don't need Kenovirata and even we don't even need the wine and other things. At the end of the day, they've caused a financial loss to the state which they have to pay for. They have to pay for because at the end of the day, this government, there's no way that this government has to tell us a story that we are, we are getting losses of cocoa. Because they came, they raised the, the, the number of seedlings from 6 million or so to almost 7 million. Mm.
3: Uh, that there is Nana the, uh, Abuidi who's the president of the Concerned Cocoa Farmers Association. We lost yeah. I mean, and, and you make that point about the you don't think that this solution that has been proposed will change much but also as part of this IMF program is a directive to Cocoa Board for it to run as a profit-making entity. Um, that definitely is good news, isn't it? I mean, they'll be more efficient if they, are, they have to make profit. Or you what, think that will, that will hurt the Cocoa farm? What family?
2: is IMF? We don't, we, we don't believe in IMF. <laughs> Who is IMF? If the government will go for IMF, fine. They have to do on their own thing, but then they don't have to use us for IMF for things that... Uh, we, 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 they've not even sat down with us to discuss. We are farmers in this country. All the decisions that the government,
3: mm. well, his connection isn't great. Let it's me bring in uh, Doctor. There's no assuming... way that we will be able to do it. So Stay with me. Let because me that... stay, stay with me. We are just having a challenge with that connection there. Uh, I want to bring in Doctor. Patrick Summing on that point about so... Cocoa Board may, running, as a profit-making entity. Um, it, it, you say they sitting on the board and closer supervision is not the solution. But if they are to run as profit-making entity, does that fix a problem?
5: Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see... I mean, what... what so, that, again, that will fix a, fix a, help face a fiscal problem because once they are making losses, it's a, it becomes a drain on public finances. Therefore, whatever you're going to do to help them to, to cut off that particular drain... It will definitely improve, it will make the government books government look better. But, you know, we have to ask where around the world do we set up these uh, produce marketing boards to be profit making entities? And in this case, what specifically are they going to do to make the profit? If the profit is simply coming from denying the specific interventions that help boost cocoa production, then so at what so at what long-term benefit if the profit is coming from being running efficiently so that operation costs are down and therefore you know the, the 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 drain that you become on the public finances if you manage to cut that part off then of course but then again they will generate a surplus what are we using the surplus for are we just going to generate profit so that we, we just send it to government coffers or we are going to reinvest in the cocoa sector so that you know, we strategically invest more in uh, agro- more processing of our cocoa and adding value. So I think we, we have a problem to solve. Simply saying we turn them into profit-making entities, I think it's just uh, it's a nomenclature that doesn't really address the, the, the issue.
3: No, but, but that definitely brings efficiency, does it all? Not necessarily. I think,
5: look, we've seen some other government entities or some SOEs that run for profit and the efficiency now, a profit making entity, will not necessarily bring efficiency. There are specific measures we have to take. Examine their books, look at where the main cost drivers are, look at the problems, and solve them. And then say, redirect them. It's not just about if CocoaBot is making profit at the expense of the farmers. If they end up saying they are going to drive a bigger wedge between the between the world market price and the producer price to farmers. And that is the profit where the profit is coming from. Then what have we achieved? So we will say cut down operational costs and all. We should because cocoa does just they serve a strategic purpose. I think we should we should just disabuse our mind that we oh, just a, a marketing entity. No, and I think that is where our government should have understood and made the point to the IMF. Yes, we do acknowledge that there are problems, and let's try and fix those specific problems and not say, oh, we simply
3: turn it to a
5: profit-making entity.
3: Mm. Um. Mister somebody. That point about uh, we're to, we're, we're, you were talking about it when the your line went. You don't want your cocoa board to, to, to be run as a profit-making entity?
2: No, why should we do that? If cocoa board have something, to, uh, they have some, uh, uh, somebody to turn, they have to turn the, the former agriculture minister. He's the only person that has saved the industry as of now. If it is not, because, if it's not Dr. Friakoto, like as I'm speaking to you, we don't even have a single cocoa tree in this country. And at the same time, most of the farmers have moved from the cocoa sector to a different place. So Coco Boy moved what, 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 from did Nigeria, he, what, what did he do differently? He said the situation. Coco Boy were just dormant. Coco Boy were, were not listening to the farmers. But the report that got to Dr. Friakoto quickly, he reacted to it. A lot of people, when you went to Western North, thousands of millions of cocoa farmers, their tree were just cut off for replacement. And where they have to give them money for so many years or for so many months, the money was not given to them. So most of them lose hope for not continuing again. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.
1: Comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US We send a report to Coco They did not
2: but the moment the report got to Dr. Fiyakoto. Checks and other things where we lease for the farmers. So at the end of the day, we, the cocoa farmers, see the entity or see the, the sector that is the cocoa board that uh, and they, they are not some people or they are not a body that can help for so many years. They've done nothing for us. They've done nothing. I mean, they're not more interested in the cocoa trees that we are having. There are a lot of has gotten to them there are a lot of reporters that has got into their table. Nothing has been done about it. Ask one Ed, what he has done so far. They've done nothing. Yeah, the I mean Bonsu what, what you, you
3: I, I assume that you have a cocoa plantation of yourself for
2: yourself. Exactly. I am.
3: Okay. Do you make
2: profits from that? I do make profit because I don't sell my cocoa to the government. So, I add value to it.
3: So, when you say add value, what exactly do you do with the cocoa?
2: I, I roast it and then I, I sell it as a, a roasted cocoa beans, which people like it and it is good. It is good for your heart and it is, a, 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 it, it is food that those that even have a diabetic people are eating. It is good. Cocoa is food on its own. Just that a lot of cocoa farmers don't know how to add value to their cocoa tree, their cocoa beans. That is why their focus is on the government. Government is not doing anything better for us. You are selling your, your, your cocoa bag very cheap. Look at the price that they give us recently, which you can even make 2000 or 3000 with your bag when you add value to it. So, and when you are serious, enough, you can even get $5,000 per bag. So why should you cheap yourself so, so low in a way that you, you, you are dependent on somebody somewhere in Europe just to sell your things for them? You see, cocoa farmers, as I'm speaking to you now, we are no more interested in selling our cocoa directly to Europe and other things. We want to sell it on our own. Government have to give us that power to do that. Because if, if you had. I, I'm,
3: I'm, this is just out of curiosity. Assuming tomorrow the policies changed and you can sell your cocoa yourself, who will you sell it to? Oh,
2: there are a lot of people that they are waiting to do. To... To, to buy the cocoa. There are thousands and millions of people that they are waiting. If uh, we, we don't even have a brand like that or another, when you export your cocoa or you send your cocoa somewhere to be arrested, they are in. A lot of people come. As I'm speaking to you, people from uh, 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 Jamaica and other places, they are ready to buy our cocoa, just that they can't buy directly from the farmers. That is the problem. So, what we are saying is the policy has to change because already the cocoa industry has collapsed. The moment the man left, the place has collapsed. Because the boy in and his team and other people cannot hold it. They mm-hmm. can't hold it. If you can even just imagine that recently the minister said he, he works hand-in-hand hand with an association which is not even connected with the farmers, which court has even dissolved it. That is the only association that he recognized. If a minister of state just makes such a pronouncement, then they have to know where we are heading towards to. Everything has collapsed. They can't hold it anymore. I mean, not- the only savior that we have was Dr. Friyakoto when he was there. Things were moving smoothly, things were going well for the farmers. Because most of them report things that we are not getting. When we push him, we get it. Well, I mean,
3: keeping them honest, I mean, Dr. Friakoto was on to very recently the great minister. And as I've just been talking about the numbers, he, under his tenure, we saw consistent losses. At, uh, at uh, Cocoa Board. So, I mean, in fact, it was under his word that we had the 2.4 billion uh, CD loss, um, unprecedented in the history of Cocoa Board. And so, that just, just keeping him honest there. I want to bring in Dr. Uh, uh, Patrick Assumin. Uh, Doc, he mentioned Dr. Uh, Friakoto, who is a former uh, Agric minister And I need to ask you something about that. We're talking about solutions here. Does it also come down to changing the management structure, overhauling the management structure at Cocoa Board? Would that solve the problem?
5: So, yeah, we can change the management structure. Yeah. The, you know, the, there's a problem with how we manage SOEs, and that has to change. So, and you mentioned earlier during the introduction that it's not just Cocoa Board that, you know, it's been leaking funds, yes. it's been leaking money. Yeah. So, so there's a general problem about how we deal with SOEs, where sometimes it appears that it becomes, uh, you know, some tools for, for, uh, for political leaders to cultivate patronage. So I think there's, there's that general problem. So when, even if you change the management structure, and then that aspect, we still allow politicians to retain control, then you know, I'm not sure that that necessarily solves the problem. Then you have to look at again. Where do we want? What role do we want cocoa to play, and what role within that structure? So, if you have a longer-term development strategy, what is the long-term role for the cocoa sector, and wh- how do we get there? So we, that vision has to be clearly communicated. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's business as usual. We Every year, we do syndicated loan. We, you know, it helps stabilize the currency a little bit. We are happy. And, you know, people, we are not really taking care to track exactly how the, the, the funds are being managed, especially at the cocoa level. Meanwhile, the cocoa is generating a lot of surpluses. So I think we need to have a longer term plan. That, that, that is a long term vision. That is important. And say, in 10 years, we want cocoa to do this. Then we have to communicate how we want to get there that plan should definitely involve doing more processing and moving away from the current financing model where reducing gated loan, pay a lot of money as interest from the hard work of the cocoa farmers. I think it also explains why the cocoa farmers have been complaining that they now, want, uh, uh, they now want to sell their cocoa directly because they've seen that they work extremely hard. They hardly get half of the value of their produce and then whatever surplus is generated they don't really see exactly what is being done for their benefit i Mm. think the so the issues about the subsidies and the spraying that will actually help the productivity of the of the cocoa trees is something that you know at least indirectly they see they are benefiting Mm. now we've heard about talk about you know establishing a a pension for them that is so, so great but if because we've gone to the IMF, we are going to take those, those ones out. At a time where Coco board is making losses, because they are they are they are part of the backing. They are producing their cocoa and they are selling it on as the government policy demands. But the cocoa board, the entity sitting in, you know, Accra, headquarters in Accra, with a lot of political appointees, if they are making decisions that are causing losses. Now they, are, they feel disenchanted, and that is why this, they feel that they'll be better off because they also know what the world market price is, and they feel that they are better off receiving a bigger share. I don't think that will serve the interest of the nation because even in this current state, you know the cocoa, the surplus that we generate from cocoa, it really helps support in a lot of ways. So I think going back to that is not really ideal. But you can also understand the frustration of the farmers. So I think we need to think about a model where we change from exactly what we are doing because there's a lot of leakage there's a lot of the value that we generate from cocoa that doesn't go to the farmers that doesn't go to other Ghanaians. and it doesn't a lot of it may end up in the hands of government but it's not being used for the long term uh, for the long-term benefit of uh, the average cocoa farmer
3: yeah and I uh, mr why very finally to you for you as a cocoa farmer what do you want to see to address a concern that you articulated so eloquently on the show? If it's not about closer supervision of cocoa board, if it's not about stopping the losses through cutting some of these uh, expenditure items that cocoa board undertakes, what for you is the solution?
2: Hello, Nana. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the only thing that we need is. A cocoa board have to dissolve. We have to dissolve cocoa board. That is one. And then two, we want our liberty to sell our cocoa by ourselves. Mm. Because at the end of the day, we, we've ten slaves, and then they are rather enjoying uh, cocoa board. I enjoy it. Let us look at their, their their payroll, and the benefit that they are getting, and let us watch what we are also getting. Common welfare. Oh, goodness. No school in built well within our catchment area. Mm. We don't even have hospital. We don't even our wives. Sometimes some of our wives got labor doing, uh, 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 on, 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 on the way to the hospital. Sometimes on the farm. All because there's not a proper healthcare system for us. We have nothing. The only thing that we have now is a cocoa tree which the government also don't value it, because it has given some portion and concession for people just to come and destroy it. As I'm speaking to you, if you're a cocoa farmer, your life is in, the, your life is in danger, mm. because you'll be on your farm and somebody will just come that your, 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 your land has been given for a concession, and then they'll just get in with guns, with police, just to come and cut down your cocoa trees. So what you are telling me, uh, cocoa bot is no more, for now. We the cocoa farmers don't recognize that cocoa is there because the things that we need from cocoa butter, cocoa butter they are not doing it. And at the end, they with their losses that they so far uh, uh, has happened, they have to pay for it. I think that it caused financial loss to the state, which they need to uh, pay for pay for all all the losses.
3: Yeah, and, uh... and, you, and you see, you clearly see the passion there from a cocoa farmer. Obviously, uh, listening to all the discussions. Around the table and expressing his views. There, uh, Dr. Patrick, uh, Dr. Patrick a uh, development economist at UGUBS, UG, uh, is the University of Ghana Business School, and you had uh, Nana Obadia, uh, who has been speaking to us from his cocoa farm. Uh, we're working to see if we can get to talk to the chief executive himself, uh, so we can understand properly what the big picture is in resolving all the cocoa board challenges that we illustrated to you using all the hard facts that. Is out there for everybody to see. And the rest of the family.